In the world of sports, a distinction is often made between two kinds of fans, two kinds of supporters of a team. On the one hand, you have what are called the die-hard fans, those fans who, regardless of what the team is going through, ups and downs, will always be there for the team. And this is contrary, or in opposition to, bandwagon jumper fans or fair-weather fans. And these are fans when the team isn't doing well, they kind of stop supporting them. And in sports, sometimes there's this animosity between the two kinds of fans. Now, I promised myself I wouldn't talk about the Canucks um, to let you talk about, to kind of think about what kind of fan you are there, but uh, things are looking a bit bleak, and really there is this division between these two kinds of fans there, two kinds of supporters. We have diehard fans, and we have fair-weather friends or bandwagon jumpers. We heard today in this liturgy two different Gospels, this liturgy today that we call Palm Sunday or Passion Sunday. At the entrance of the church, we heard first the account from Matthew about the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, and we all waved palms in um, reception of Christ into the city. Then we've just heard now together the Passion account according to St. Matthew. As we hear these two gospel accounts, we should notice that a similar thing is happening like in sports. You get both die-hard followers of Jesus and kind of fair-weather fans of Jesus, bandwagon jumpers of Christ. Both kinds of individuals are represented in the gospels we heard today. We can start first with really the die-hard disciples of Jesus, those who never abandoned Jesus. And we hear these inspiring examples, especially after the death of Jesus, of the women who stand by the cross while the other disciples have fled. The mother of Jesus, Mary Magdalene. In John's Gospel, we see that the beloved disciple is there as well. In addition, we hear about Joseph of Arimathea, who is a leader among the Jewish people and is aware of possible blowback that he will suffer, but still chooses to have Jesus buried in his tomb. These are individuals who stood by Jesus regardless of the ups or downs. They were these die-hard disciples or fans of Christ who never abandoned him. But we see in the gospel, however, that this category of fans is much smaller than the other category of individuals, kind of the ones who are bandwagon jumper disciples or fair-weather disciples. And we saw in the first gospel at the entrance of the church And we all got to kind of play this role of the crowds who welcome Jesus with jubilation, who wave the palms acclaiming Christ as the Messiah. We know also that the followers of Christ, like Peter, for example, were so faithful, so loyal to him prior to his arrest. But these same crowds, these same inner circle of Christ, most of them ultimately abandoned Jesus. What a change of events that we heard the same crowd that welcomed Jesus with exultation and joy, acclaim as, as the Messiah, waving their palm branches, a few days later are crying for his death and the release of Barabbas, a murderer. Peter, especially in Matthew's gospel account, stands out very strongly. Peter beforehand, we know, before the arrest of Christ, tells Jesus ultimately he will never abandon him. Peter is the one who is chosen to be ultimately Uh, the leader of the disciples of Jesus by Jesus himself. But we heard in this Passion account when 
Peter himself ultimately is put on trial. Jesus is inside being tried by the Jewish authorities, and outside Jesus is being questioned by people around him to see if he is the Messiah or not. And we see that Peter denies Jesus. So we have these large groups of people, the crowds, and even the very closest followers of Jesus, who when times get tough, abandon Christ. Why ultimately did they abandon Jesus, these bandwagon jumper fans, these fairweather fans? Well, it would seem ultimately that the answer lies in what you're holding in your hand now. The palms, I'm assuming you're still holding, kind of give us the answer to why people had a hard time following Jesus after his arrest, trial, and persecution. The palms that you hold in your hand now indicate the kind of Messiah that the Jewish people thought Jesus was. And to understand this, we need to understand another event that happens just over 150 years before Jesus uh, was born. 150 years before Christ, 167 BC to be exact, there was another time of persecution in Jewish history. Jerusalem was not under the authority of the Roman rulers at this time, as Jesus' time, but a Greek ruler who was very oppressive named Antiochus IV. He oppressed the Jewish people. He forbade them from practicing their religion. And slowly but surely, there arose a Jewish family led by Judas Maccabeus, the Maccabee family, who went and fought against this Greek ruler and ultimately kicked the ruler out of Jerusalem. Judas Maccabeus, the Maccabean family. We read about it in 1 Maccabees in the Old Testament. And Judas Maccabeus and his family, after kicking out the oppressive Greek rulers from Jerusalem, they walk into Jerusalem in triumph and people are shouting and acclaiming them. And guess what they're waving? This is the interactive part. Palms. They're waving palms. So why is Jesus being welcomed into Jerusalem with palm branches? Well, it seems then that the people picked up these palm branches because they hoped that Jesus would do the same as Judas Maccabeus. They hoped that Jesus would be a military ruler who would get rid of the Roman authorities by force. And when they found that Jesus was arrested by the Romans, tried, put to death, and crucified like a criminal, like an insurrectionist, they believed that their hopes were vanished and they abandoned Christ. This, it seems, why the reason, the main reason why so many people abandoned Jesus. They ultimately thought he was not the kind of Messiah that they were expecting. All of us here today, of course, are a mixture between these different individuals who we hear follow Jesus. We're a mixture between diehard fan and also fair weather fans. Not each of us kind of like this, but individually. We're a mix individually of each of these fans. Sometimes it's easy for us to follow Jesus. Time of prayer, and we certainly try hard to follow Christ. We're here this morning, after all, praying together as a community. But if we're honest, I think we all notice that we too have times when we want to kind of leave Jesus behind, when Jesus is not the kind of Messiah that we expect, when times get tough, when we need to forgive people who have harmed us, when we feel this call to sacrifice and to serve other people, this is when things are difficult to follow Christ. This is when we realize that Christ is not always a victorious Messiah, but the cross is ultimately there. How ultimately can we move more and more to this die-hard fan of Jesus? How can we become like these individuals who never abandoned Christ? 
And now here again, I must mention the Canucks, unfortunately. Um, but when you look, diehard fans have hope that the Canucks will one day win the Stanley Cup. Will this happen? We can hope. On the other hand, however, we are not following this kind of team. It's great to follow sports, of course, but we follow something entirely different. We have a certainty that Jesus won. We believe ultimately in the resurrection of Christ. We have an advantage of those individuals who are alive during Jesus' time. We know the end of the story. We know that the resurrection follows the passion and death of Jesus. And so when we are in moments of difficulty or in trial, when we are trying to follow Christ, when the times get tough, we always need to remind ourselves of the resurrection of Christ. And we remind ourselves ultimately of this as we enter Holy Week. That Holy Week doesn't end with Good Friday. Holy Week doesn't end with the death of Jesus. Holy Week ends with the Easter Vigil, with the celebration of the resurrection of Christ and his victory over death.